Tuesday on an all-new Buffy. Watch what happens when Buffy gets the hots for her little sister's boyfriend. You betrayed me. You're the one that constructed this elaborate fantasy about you and my lover. Your lover? With musical guest The Breeders. How appropriate. Get off the boy, Buffy. We're going home. Welcome to Chocolate Hurricane, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 7, Episode 6, Him. We'll be talking about the plot. We'll be talking about the characters. And not for the first time, we will be talking about love spells. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, and possibly other shows and movies. First with the lap dance, now with the cat fight. Hey, want to get drunk and podcast next? Hello. Hello. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, my name is Kelly. I'm here to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer with my wonderful co-host, Stacia. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> and my other co-host, Daniel. Say hello. I'm sorry for this one. Beat me pod like. Oh, that's what Xander says about... Dawn. I have a I have a gross emoji after that. The little green guy who's gonna yeah. throw up. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. That we're starting uh, off at a good foot. Starting off at a good foot. <laughs> Things are going well. We are here to talk about Xander indirectly because we're talking about him and he's in that episode. Written by nope, no originally aired on November fifth of the year two thousand two, written by Drew Z Greenberg. Drew Z Greenberg, never forget. Four of six for him. Last was Entropy. Next will be the killer in me. This Episode 13 this year. Uh, directed by Michael Gershman. This is his penultimate episode, 9 of 10. Last of Seeing Red. Finally will be Dirty Girls, episode 18 this year. So, hey, Stacia, what happened this episode? You want to tell me? I'd love to. Wonderful. This feels so far away from my face. <laughs> <sighs> energy, energy. Hype, hype, hype. Once again, Spike moves in with Xander. <laughs> Buffy argues for the Scooby's tolerance with helping Spike now that he's all soul happy while emphasizing that they are never, ever, ever getting back together. <laughs> well <done. sighs> Yay. Cut to the high school where Dawn grills Buffy on what it she like what it is she likes about Spike exactly and why everyone seems to want to be miserable. Buffy bails out of the conversation only for Dawn to lay eyes on the most average high schooler ever. <laughs> I mean, the boy of her dreams. <laughs> the music swells, and our little Donnie is about to understand why love makes you do the wacky. That's right. The wacky. Well, Anya... <laughs> it does, especially in this episode. Yeah. Uh, while Anya had seemed to walk away from DeHoffrin unscathed in the last episode, I guess there's a reason that he's the head of vengeance, and he's set a demon after her to tie up loose ends. Anya tries to take a stand and be all renegade and broody, but she admits that maybe, just maybe... She could be useful to Buffy, and it wouldn't be that bad to have friends again, even. Especially since Dawn is not good for anything. <laughs> um, especially the conversation, because, wow, does Dawn ever tank her first conversation with the love of her life, RJ. <laughs> the good news is by that awkwardly bombing into the conversation, she's learned that they're looking for a new cheerleader because Cheryl was hit with a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> so good. What a great throwaway line. <laughs> Dawn goes old school wearing Buffy's old cheer outfit. If it wasn't clear enough that Dawn has a massive crush on RJ, she devotes her entire cheer to him and then collapses in a heap. <laughs> That's impressive. Accurate. As with millions of teen girls before her, she partakes in the sacred crying over a boy tradition while apparently <laughs> cutting up Buffy's uniform. Buffy tries unelegantly to tell Dawn that it's all fine because it's just a silly crush and she'll get over it. 
The next day, Dawn recommits her efforts to getting RJ's attention. While she hears that another guy is starting at Saturday's game instead of RJ, she follows the other guy, O'Donnell, down the hallway and pushes him down the stairs. Luckily, Dawn's older sister has an in with the powers that be, and they believe that O'Donnell is lying about being pushed. We never come back to this. No. Never to be seen again. Down the stairs into an idiot of disappearance. Unbelievable. RJ is grateful that Don was willing to face Principal Wood and implies that he knows that she pushed his friend down the stairs and that it was really cool of her to do, actually. It's super hot. No. It's actually super hot. <laughs> he invites her to the bronze. Remember that pre- place? <laughs> I know. It was incredible. <laughs> Apparently, all of the Scoobies remember it as well because Buffy, Willow, and Xander are there talking about how Spike might just be getting some of his marbles back. Buffy thinks she spots RJ in the crowd dancing with a slutbag hussy who, whoops, it's Don. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy intercepts down and calls her tacky before sending her home. Outside, Don runs into RJ's girlfriend, and they get into a cat fight that Buffy has to break up. The next day, and RJ leaves the principal's office only to find the more formidable Buffy waiting to lecture him about what he's doing to her sister. RJ slips on his letterman's jacket, and suddenly Buffy is overcome and wondering where she put that trench coat she wore and bothered Bewitch to be willard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, to yeah. cover up her, her slutty lingerie. <laughs> At home, Buffy tells Dawn that RJ is definitely totally into her, but, like, maybe she should cool it a little because she came on too strong and RJ can make the next move. Unfortunately, Dawn doesn't have the power to pull RJ out of class like Buffy does, which is exactly what Buffy does. Buffy takes RJ to an empty classroom the next day, or maybe it's an office room or supply closet, and then she breaks the law. (laughs) She breaks the law. law. (laughs) Dawn decides it's not too forward to just look at RJ and wanders the school until she finds her adult sister molesting a teenage boy at her place of employment. Xander tries to comfort Dawn, who's crying in the courtyard, before pulling Buffy off RJ and taking them both home. Dawn is inconsolable, and the Scoobies begin to realize that this definitely must probably be a spell. Buffy agrees that it's definitely a spell that only Dawn is under. We get a little of the old Willow as she looks up RJ so Xander can realize that he kind of knows RJ's older brother. And by nose, Xander means he used to stick chewing gum in his hair. <laughs> Xander goes to see RJ's older brother. I don't know if we ever got his name. Lance. Doesn't Lance. matter. I'm Lance. <laughs> With Spike as reinforcement because reasons, RJ's brother is not still the trim athletic sports star he was in high school. He explains that while he might be a total loser now, he doesn't know what changed except for the jacket that he gave to his younger brother who used to be a total nerd and is now a hot jock. RJ apparently isn't turned off by pedophiles, however, because he heads over to Buffy's house looking for her. Well, he doesn't find Buffy. He does find one ex-vengeance demon and one lesbian witch who (laughs) both immediately fall in love with him. (laughs) Buffy and Dawn come down the stairs, and they all vow to show their love to RJ. (laughs) For Willow, that's turning him into a woman. For Anya, that's robbing various stores downtown. (laughs) (laughs) Unclear. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I like. I caught it. Like she does say a line off camera that was definitely ADR, where she's like, "I know what I like." And I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, for Buffy, that's killing her boss, and for Dawn, that's killing well, herself. <laughs> Getting trisected. We go split screen to see the four up to their antics at the same time. Spike tackles Buffy, who has leveled a rocket launcher at Principal Wood. <gasps> Anya pulls a ski mask over her face and robs a TV store. Willow uh, begins to call on. Hec- Hecate, Hecate. and Dawn lays down on some railroad tracks because that's the most dramatic way she could think to kill herself, I guess. (laughs) Oh, also trigger warning. (laughs) 
Uh, luckily, Buffy is still the Slayer and uses her superhuman powers to save her sister from a certain death. The incident shakes her up so much that she announces she'd give Dawn RJ if she could, tells her that no boy is worth Dawn's life. They still have the issue of RJ, or at least his jacket, but not to worry. Xander and Spike, the heroic duo, charge at RJ as he walks down Maple Court to jacket him and run away, bravely, like heroes. <laughs> Back at Buffy's house, the jacket burns and the spell falls away. Everyone is embarrassed. Anya refuses to divulge what she was going to do to prove her love for RJ, and then quietly turns off the radio as it announces a late-night bandit is still at large in Sunnydale. <laughs> Who could it have been? <laughs> Thank you for that. Accurate. <sighs> to the point. Oh, yeah. Lovely. It's not coddling. Now go to your closet. Oh, man. What a fun episode. Do you want to know some facts about it? I do. Desperately. Are you in luck? Because there are all both of them. All right. So uh, the music that plays whenever a lady falls for RJ is the theme from A Summer Place, taken from the 1959 movie of the same name. The version of the song heard was a huge hit for Percy Faith when it was first released, keeping the U... Keep keeping the U.S. number one slot for seven weeks in the early 1960s. In season two's Inca Mummy Girl, when asked what a girl would have to do to impress him, Oz claims, quote, well, it involves a feather boa and a theme to a summer's place. A summer place. It's not a summer's place. A summer place. Like like a winter place, but a summer place. You know. <laughs> Is there, are there words? Uh, no. No. Why? In the song? Yeah, no, why? Well, it just seems weird that it would be on like a number one chart for I, so long. There was no a lot words. of those back in the 60s. There's a lot of really? songs that, yeah, that were just straight up instrumentals. It's good. Huh. wild. Hey, people just, they just wanted to beat. Okay. They just wanted, just wanted to beat. <laughs> Fred Luckinbill, uh, who plays R.J. Brooks, was born in 1975, making him about 28 years old at the time of this episode, a whole 10 years older than Michelle Trachtenberg, <laughs> and two years older than Sarah Michelle Gellar. So, <laughs> definitely illegal in-universe, not so much outside, which is yeah. nice. Good good job. He's got a baby uh, face. He, Jesus. I, I thought he was genuinely young. Right? The mm-hmm. man's almost 30. He Ooh. looks young. He looks young. Did you think he was that old? I don't think he. I don't think he doesn't look like a genuine high, no. genuine high schooler. But I don't think I would have guessed he was almost thirty. Yeah, probably no would have said early twenties. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The breeders. Hey, talking about the 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 bronze. Remember mm-hmm. the bronze? We all went there on the same night. Coincidentally, after not mentioning it or going to it for a very mm-hmm. long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the breeders are the band of the bronze. They play their songs "Little Fury" and "Son of Three from their two thousand two album "Title TK." If you think you don't know who the breeders are, you will most certainly know their song "Last Splash" from their '93 album "Last Splash." You definitely know the song if you heard it. Trust me. On the last splash, yeah. We'll play it. They've gone through some lineup changes and a couple of hiatuses, hiatuses, but they're still a freaking band. Actually, the, that 93 album, they did not make another album until that 2002 one. And then there was another six or seven year gap. And then the last one that came out was in 2018. So anyway, the Breeders. Lastly, Buffy Trivia time. Not that I haven't been giving you facts right now, but this is a question for both of you. Oh, okay. Wow. 
Buffy is shown driving only four times in the entire series, this episode being the fourth and final time. Can you tell me the other three? Yes, Daniel, out Mm -hmm. of the gate, band candy. They are from seasons three, season four, and season six to help you along. So season three, you already got. The initiative. No, but it is, like I said, a season four episode. Stacia, do you have a guess for season four? Is it the one where Giles turns into a demon? It is neither of those. It is. Goodbye, uh, Iowa. No. No, I-N-T. Oh, God. Okay, like, I'm going to list everyone. It's Who Are You? In Faith's body during her oh. escape from the Wet Works team, she drives the oh. kidnap truck to oh, safety. Oh, God, stop it. Stop that would be so stop hard it. for us to even know. That's stop a trick question. You're so proud of yourself. Stop All right, what about last stop season? It. Just as recent as last season, which episode was it? Last year. Hmm. Whoa. Earlier or later? Earlier. Fuck. I mean, almost like mid-season, but yeah. Mm. Entropy. No, station. <laughs> I don't know. Once more with feeling. No, it's from Gone. While she's invisible, she's like harassing people as she's walking down the street. Remember, she's like shitty cap or whatever. And so there's like a parking meter maid person writing a ticket, and she steals their golf cart and drives it away. Okay. Another, another trick. <laughs> another fucking trick. But you knew Band Candy. That was the real, real one. Summers, you drive like a spaz. Yeah. We got a lot of Snyder right. talk, even on this episode. I know. Well, every reference on planet Earth, so. I know. I was like, I can't just keep track of these, because there's I just know. too many. There's this too is many. this is the service, the fan service season, mm. I suppose, where we're Oof. just doing nothing but referencing, which I'm into. It's fine. We earned it, goddammit. We've been here for a long time. Buffy's not here. Go away. Sisha, what do you think about this episode? Not all the episodes it was referencing, but this one. Maybe those ones, too. Well, I know I you really watched it. To, you wrote the plot. I really need to prepare this thought in advance because <laughs> I, I do ask it every time. I am time. not good <laughs> when put on the spot. Maybe um, well, when you start yeah. writing the plots, you could write, and I think that this. <laughs> um, I like this episode. Uh, I was... I. In my head, I, I compare it to the episode where Buffy dates Owen from, like, the first or second season. Never Kill a Boy in the First Date. Are the which, episode that our podcast is named after. Exactly. Which doesn't even make sense because it's clearly closer to Bothered Bewitched and Bewildered with the love spell. But the fact that, like, Dawn gets, like, her first real crush and goes out on her first date with a boy. And then we see kind of the same thing with Buffy and Owen. Mm. And, like, how it all falls apart in the end. Like, immediately. How to date on the Hellmath. Yeah. 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 Um, this is a better episode than that one. Did Bother Be Witch Bewilder? No, than um, How to Kill a Boy. Oh, Never Kill a Boy in the First Date. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, the early seasons. How to Kill a Boy, Never Kill a Boy. Same, same. same. How to kill. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> <laughs> How to Kill a Boy in the First Date. One seems like it more be an instruction manual than a fun romp. No. <laughs> Copy of that right here. <laughs> oh, my. Kidding. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, what did you think about this episode? Uh, I think my, 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 the place that I'm sitting at is between we give so much kudos for references on this podcast. And yet what do we do with an incredibly almost back to back, not only just referential episode, but like the reusing storylines episode, Mm. like um, that being said, I mean, who can deny it? You know, we've got the witch. We've got when she was bad, bother bewitched, bewildered, uh, poetry references. I got Miss Arkansas. The Miss Arkansas reference was great because they're the Arkansas Razorbacks, which is Sunnydale's thing. So oh, I feel like right, that was yeah, on purpose. Yeah, yeah. The bazooka locator spells, even like the magical inheritance of like this 
object. You know, I, I kind of chucked that up to Reptile Boy, you know, constantly passing along, you know, these. In, in that case, it was more just money and power, but still. Yeah, but you know, it's still like a generational thing. Exactly. Generational, which was pretty interesting. Uh, the highs of this were really high. The inverse, Bother Bewitch Bewildered was great although it didn't work 100 percent for me but i did love it the whole sequence with oh yeah the charlie's angels four-way screen music going on oh my god i was not fucking expecting that that was one of the best things in the entire world trachtenberg really sold the pain the whole episode came full circle you know when it's like you're not gonna get her you're not gonna get him she's like i know Mm -hmm. like that same feeling that she had while she was talking to the girls trying to get him the first time it was nice you didn't have to really make a whole complete circle of an episode but you did which was excellent uh the lows were pretty low though in a classic buffy way <laughs> to me the inverse uh bother be which be older was really good but i hate flashbacks so i really didn't enjoy that um mm-hmm. the whole bronze thing you already brought it up kelly but what the fuck Wh- how the fuck are you going to the bronze the same night of all nights on planet earth <laughs> that dawn is also going to the bronze a place we have not been in fucking seasons um it's just too coincidental letting dawn walk home afterwards this is the fucking hell mouth why would you yeah, let your sister go off sure. i thought she's the most important thing in the world so like that stuff takes me out of it i'm like what are we doing um buffy and rj obviously very yikes and the fucking train scene i mean to me rivals the fucking jumping across um, i know it's awful it's just so unnecessary um so yeah the highs were high the lows were low uh, we'll see how it all plays out in the end. But I, I really fucking loved watching this episode. But I'm a huge Bother Be What's Bewildered fan. So, like, just doing another one of those, I'm in. I love it. And seeing it from their angle is great. Very funny. I thought Amy was going to show up, honestly. I thought that was going to <laughs> I mean, be... Why not? Gang's all here, man. Fuck I it, thought so. It. Well, I thought it was. everyone was going to be so crazy that it's like, I need to go... Oh, my God. Th- this is happening. I did this before. Which they do reference. I love that. But I thought he was going to be like, oh, I don't know how to stop this. But you know who does? The girl who did it before. Mm. Amy. That would yeah, have been yeah. fun. But I'm sure she's not part of the season at all. So Yeah, I don't think we're allowed to just casually call up Amy anymore. Well, I, I know. I know. He could have had some drama with it. I mean, he could have yeah. even been like, I don't like you because of what you did to Willow. I don't know. You could still, you could make her more of a character if you wanted to. But yeah. you could have if you, if they wanted to go down the road. The flashback was jarring so jarring it's like sd2 mm-hmm. it's just like the quality is like enormous <laughs> dip you're like what are we doing well the lighting like everything changed in season three the first two seasons were lit like the same i think like mm-hmm. maybe they got different cameras or something but the first two seasons look exactly the same cinematography wise and then the show is the same from season three onward lighting and like all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. yeah it was uh, it was jarring and they never really do it they do it super sparingly um wikipedia had some like they made a list of the, the times they've done it in the show but i couldn't confirm it and i didn't really agree with it but it, it's definitely really few times that they do that straight up you know outside of a previously on something like that obviously yeah, yeah, but, um but they were counting ones that's like the in the last episode you know especially like the stuff with the first right where death is oh. your gift that kind of stuff i'm like I that, that's that. happened within a couple of episodes that doesn't count to me no this is like this was years ago and we're doing them that's crazy even the gift i don't really count the gift like replaying that stuff it was very resonant it was good and this was like supposed <laughs> to be funny but like i i think we all got it i don't know like to me that was like oh i don't know we get it. It was weird. We get what's sure. going on. Yeah, I didn't mind it though. It was fun to like have that. Oh my god! Remember then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nuts. Uh, I think this episode's hilarious. Hilarious. Um, is it a super strong episode? I don't know. Like, and I think that you know my rankings will kind of bear that out. But uh, so funny, so funny. I I just anyway. Yes, I enjoyed this. That I'm going to take a page from Stacia's book and say this was good. This was good. I like this. I like this. Mm. 
I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so many you want me to say? So many shots fired at you this evening. Okay. You really are, like, coming for me. <laughs> I don't know what I did. <laughs> are you keeping up, or do you need some kind of English to constant pain in my ass translation? You know what you did. I don't. <laughs> Not this time. Naked people have little or no influence in society. Which, did you know that's the other half of that quote? What? The man, the... Uh, the, the what? Do <laughs> you know what she's talking about before she explains? I have no idea what you're saying. Okay, thank God. <laughs> you've heard that, you've heard that the, the uh, man make the... The clothes make the man? The clothes make the man? Yeah. So it's a Mark Twain quote. The complete quote from whatever book or whatever thing it was is the clothes make the man. Naked people have little or no influence in society. And I just funny. was like, that's amazing. <laughs> so now you know. <laughs> All right. So question the first. Does RJ know that this jacket is cursed or blessed, depending on your perspective? Daniel, do you think he knows no. that it's I, cursed? I don't think that he does. No, because, I mean, he would have put up more of a fight, I feel, at the end when they stole it from him. I, mm. I I think that he even, does kind of just like give it up. He does, and even the scene with like Buffy when he puts it on, it was like casual put on, right? I feel like if he knew he's in a sticky spot, he would just put it on, right? Like he would know. I don't. The way he was doing it, I think, was on purpose. Like he was just unintentionally not thinking about it, putting it on, and then it just like happened. I don't even know if he really understands what is happening to the women around him. I don't think that he knows. It just everyone's like falling over him. Although it's weird that it's just these guys fall. Well, I guess it is the other cheerleaders too, but they don't seem crazy. I know what you're doing, slut. I saw you. I saw you with RJ. I'll never let you have him, bitch. RJ is mine. I mean it. Stay away from him. Because you got to feel like he's wearing this throughout town. Like why isn't the rest yeah, of the town right? doing a bother be which bewildered? So I don't really know the rules of this jacket. Seems very yeah. Convenient. My question too. Yeah. 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 Do you think he knows that it's cursed, Stacia? Um, I think they like. Oh, sorry, Dante. I think, I think they kind of play it both ways, right? Like Daniel's point of them, uh, him giving it up at the end. Yes, but I don't know. I read this the scene with Buffy a little different. I read it like he was almost doing it on purpose. So stay sure. Yes, seems like generally he's kind of oblivious to the powers of the jacket. Like he seems surprised that Buffy's suddenly coming onto him after he puts the jacket on and not like, haha, I knew that's what you were going to do or like, that's how I'm going to get out of trouble. But also, it felt weird that the moment that he's getting yelled at, he puts the jacket on. Uh, so I don't know. I think if they really wanted to underline that RJ is like naive about the whole situation and doesn't realize the power the jacket has, that they should have been, he should have been like, Ah, it's freezing in here. And Buffy's like, yeah, the air conditioner is broken right. and it's stuck mm. on full blast. And then he puts the jacket on. Yeah. Or put your jacket on. Yeah. Some some reason. Yeah. Something like that. Force him to put it on instead of yeah. Yeah, doing it himself. Yeah. I think that's true. Because it was weird that he was like sitting and he stood up to put it on and then he sat back down. And still put it on weirdly as he's yeah. sitting down. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think that the evidence of not all women flocking to him immediately, that'll, all, like, like you said, he's wearing it a lot, right? He's wearing it through town, obviously, mm-hmm. you know. He's wearing it in school, so why aren't all the ladies losing it? It's almost like he has to turn it on. So, like, theoretically... Because, you know, the music only cues at certain times. Like, he can talk to a woman, and then it doesn't happen, but then it does. So... But it only cues the first time they fall in love. Yeah, I know, but, like, why isn't that happening to everyone all the time, right? Every woman he interacts with, all of his teachers, all of his... Well, I would assume they've already seen him in his jacket. 
So you'd think that if they were going to fall in love, they would have. But they stay in love. That's the thing, right? They The only reason yeah. they stopped being nuts is because the jacket got burned. Yeah. So wouldn't then theoretically every person, every woman that's ever encountered him be still in love with him until this moment? Yes. <laughs> so you, so you're you're assuming that everyone just is in love with him. I Maybe mean, low key that's been happening for years. We just didn't know it. Like everyone, yeah. the rest of Sunnydale's going crazy over this jacket. They just haven't interacted with it yet. I mean, that was kind of what Xander implies about his older brother, right? Like things just seemed no. to happen for him. He was just blessed. Um, I don't remember the exact line that he said, but something along those lines, like um, he's just got whatever he wanted. And I think it might be that kind of thing where. For whatever reason, it affected these people more, but yeah. it did seem like at least the girlfriend, because um, she had her little cat fight with Dawn, right. was mad. But you also like could write it off that well, she's his girlfriend. Of course, she's right. going to be mad. Totally. And then Garfunkel and or Oates, I don't know. <laughs> we never know. Um, doesn't seem obsessed with RJ, but you know she's clearly interacted with him, and she's the one who's walking down the street with him at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just the 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 level of like mayhem they that they escalated to with their love seems untenable for every woman in Sunnydale to maintain. Well, so did Bother Be with yeah. Bewildered. I mean, that's why that episode was so fun. It's like it got so fucking crazy. With the flashback mm-hmm. did a great job of like this man almost died. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like Willow. Remember that shot of like Willow with she's the like, axe, right? With the fucking axe, and she's like distraught. I mean, it's incredible. If I stuff. can't have you, no, I can't. Exactly. And like, oh just, no, I'd rather, I'd rather have you I'd dead than you wind dead up with that bitch, bitch or whatever. She says something absolutely nuts. Fuck yeah. Don, what is that? It's the end of my life. The only thing I could think when you were saying that is like maybe there is some reason why they're falling in love because maybe it is plausible that if he doesn't turn it on, as you were saying, like the charm, it's almost like the way he puts it on and then he sort of like he does go into charming mode. He kind of like mm-hmm. looks at them and and maybe that's it. Maybe that's all it takes. I don't know. But maybe like if you're just having a normal conversation about math or something, right? he's not going to be charming or he doesn't know to be charming if he doesn't know about the coat. So he's just like being himself and it's like, okay, well then there's really no power here. The power only comes when, I don't know, it needs to, I guess. Oh, and it only works on the opposite sex, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, I... That doesn't make sense if Willow's in him and he's supposed to be gay. True, true. And I wonder if there's gay guys in the fucking place that are like, hey, I'll kill No, it seems to be just women. I assume so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that RJ might not know that that's what's going on but i do think that it's triggered by his suaveness because if you'll notice when he puts the jacket on he does like start doing his like i'm a cool sensitive guy thing and that same thing happens when he's talking to willow and anya i think it's the most concrete example because he's like oh hey i'm just looking for buffy i'm looking you know miss summers and they're like go away everything's no you can't be here and then he's like oh hey i just like i don't know he like changes a little bit tell me to call tell her to call me yeah 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 and then that's when the music happens so whether or not he is aware of it and actively like pulling this trigger, like actively triggering the thing is a question uh, or it's all just he's he's just really thinks he's that uh, lovable, desirable. So if he knows we have obviously a different situation in our hands because then he is like is wanton the right word? Just like intentionally manipulating people's minds to coerce them into doing, you know sexy time with him which is not cool i think we can agree so final answer i don't know is rj culpable does he know and is he doing it on purpose 
but I think you both already said. No. Well, I just <laughs> no is the answer. I feel like it's important to point out that his older brother does say something like, you know, my brother was a fucking nerd. Yeah. And then I gave him the jacket. Like, I found poetry under his bed, and he wrote it. Like, what a loser. <laughs> but, like, now he's cool. You know? So I don't I don't know that, like, suaveness. I wonder if that's, like, the jacket's influence on him. I don't know if, like, the jacket is, mm, like, that's, also subconsciously that's pushing good. him to be a jock because it seemed like he had different interests before he had the well, jacket. Yeah. Yeah, and there is a point. noticeable power difference when you lose the jacket, right? I mean, like Lance is now he's on the manager track, of course, at the pizza barn or whatever. But <laughs> but it's still per- looking pretty rough for my boy Lance over there. Yeah, so it's like once you lose the power, or you know, I don't know, the jacket might like favor young flesh, right? So it's like I need to like pass this on to the next one, or or you just like lose the power at some point. So because otherwise you would covet that jacket forever. The dad would have covered it, coveted it, and onward, right? But if it's like at some point, either you pass it down to, I mean, passing it down to your son is one thing, but a brother to a brother? Fuck. I mean, if I was Lance and I'm starting like, oh, my God, I'm such a loser without it, I'm going to take that jacket back, right? So it's like, I don't know. Maybe they are just oblivious. Like, that to me says oblivious, right? They don't know what's mm. going on. Like, Lance didn't understand the power of the jacket. Do you I think, think he kind of did, though. I don't know. It sounds like his father knew absolutely um, but it sounded like, you know, like Lance was kind of like, yeah, it's like a superstitious thing about our family. And so I gave it to my brother, but that maybe he didn't give the same spiel to RJ that Lance got from their dad. I do want to say that Letterman's jackets are very high school. And if you met a 40 year old man with kids wearing his Letterman's jacket, <laughs> I'd have questions. <laughs> so I think it's almost like imperative that you have to pass it on. Like, I don't know. <sighs> There would have been a gap, right, between his dad wearing it in high school and then him having a kid old enough to wear it in high school. But if you're a super creep, in a you, closet? Know, you can just keep it in your closet, right? And then you mm. do whatever gross stuff you want to do. And then you just like all of a sudden come out in the living room with your fucking jacket on and you then manipulate whoever you want. It's not that he would wear it all the time. He would just wear it when he needed it. And it's like a powerful tool, if you will, if if you wanted to use it. It just seems weird that you would just give that up for your dumbass yeah, kids. Kind of my assumption is that the dad either created the jacket or fully knew the power of the jacket. Like, I think that for Lance even and for RJ that it's more of a, I don't know, it's, Sometimes when little kids are really shy or scared, you give them sunglasses or whatever, and you're like, these are your, your superhero sunglasses. When you wear them, you know, everybody thinks you're cool or, like, every it, it helps them, like, be braver or less shy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe that's what all the jacket is to Lance and RJ, or all that's what they think it is, is, like, this subconscious armor, right? Like, I put this on because it makes me feel safe and it makes me feel comfortable and confident because, you know, it says that I'm, I'm good at sports or whatever, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, for them, it's just they think that, people like them not because of the jackets doing magic just because like i'm fucking cool and so they don't know it's actually doing magic which it is but i think their dad did which makes it really dark because now we have the the opposite thing we're like that guy like how stepford and fucked up is his parents relationship mm-hmm. and poor mom when the jacket got burned did they immediately get divorced i know right that's a good one well see i think that's where we have the the Stockholm syndrome thing, right? Like mm-hmm. she got, she did maybe actually fall in love with the dad, but the reason why she came around in the first place was because of the jacket. Or her brain so it's is like, now mush, kind of. Or like her a brain jo- is now a joy mush, situation, yeah. too much oh, exposure no. to the jacket, <laughs> and she just has no brain, and then she wakes up one day, yeah, it's like right now, like what the fuck am I? Where am I? I was just Miss yeah. Arkansas. What's going on? Where? 
Sunnydale, it's not even a real place. What's happening? Soon, neither one of you will be in love with this boy. He's not a boy. What do you know about our love? It did also make me think, because it was, I forgot they were like brothers, and I thought it was like three generations, it was just from their dad. I mean, it could have been from their dad, too. I don't know. But it just made me think of like... God, people living in Sunnydale for more than one generation. You guys are psychotic. Like, get the fuck out of this town. No one should live here. Well, if you have grandparents, too, they would know the mayor. I mean, we're, like, getting way right? too close to the beginning. Yeah. Can't. And Letterman Jackets cannot that. be – I didn't look it up. I wish I did. Like, what's the providence of – it can't be something that that extends pre-depression. You know, like, this is after mm. the war type oh, yeah, of, yeah. like, what people are wearing. Mm. Although maybe, maybe, like – the Yaleys or whatever would have little knitted sweaters and shit, but like this they style did. They, like, is cardigan. so yeah, yeah, right, no, with the cardigan. leather with the leather arms and stuff. Very East yeah, Coast no, that was... though. Very East Coast. I don't think that they would have. I think that this jacket though was very much like a fifty. Like the parents, yeah. they would definitely be the parents' age. You know, dad's dabbling in magic or whatever and makes this yeah. this thing. I think that's the most logical conclusion. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah. So. Why their Letterman jackets would have been absolutely unchanged for 50 years? Is that a thing? I guess that could be true. No, it doesn't make any sense, especially because we see that Buffy's cheerleading con- oh, yeah, costume right, has is like yeah, yeah. woefully outdated. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, Miss Arkansas, did she come to Sunnydale? Were you guys in Arkansas? That's a little mm-hmm. unexplained, too. Because like, if you went to Arkansas and the Razorbacks, I mean, it's like kind of just a little reference. But maybe like- they grew Maybe the dad is from Arkansas. But then, but then yes, why would he have a Sunnydale? a Sunnydale jacket? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Never mind. You're right. I don't know. Doesn't add up. Druzy, you have questions up. to answer. First, you say Spike disgusts you, but secretly you two are doing it like bunnies. And then Spike says he died for you, but he tries to rape you. All right. Our favorite recurring character, Mr. Attempted Rape. Mm. Uh, we again say the R word. All the time. I mean, another. Shocked. Um, I can't believe <laughs> I cannot it's so believe. Cool. The storyline continues. <laughs> I do remember you devoutly saying... I was an angrier we'll person. We'll never right? talk about <laughs> this talk again. About it. It's in every Listen, I was grieving. <laughs> okay? I was in the anger stage of grief. Uh, so we pivot away pretty quickly from the, you know, the conversation that Don uh, was heading toward. But there was actually a little bit more to that scene uh, than we got to, to see on the screen. There was some deleted. So from the episode, Don says, Spike... Spike's, or gosh, Don says, Spike said he'd die for you, but then tries to rape you. And then into the deleted scene. Uh, and I'm even trying to understand that a little, the rape part, Buffy. He didn't mean, I mean, he tried. Don says, not that. I just, you guys had a lot of sex, right? It's not like you were strangers. Weren't you ever being kind of rough? Weren't you even, I think is what she said, being kind of rough with each other? And Anya said some stuff. Buffy's like, I really should have killed uh, Buffy about Anya. I really should have killed her. Don, it was complicated, but I'd broken it off with him. I didn't want it anymore. And Don says, oh, oh, that must have been. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for even asking Buffy. It's okay. I get the question. I've asked it a few times myself. And then back to the episode. For the record, Spike knew what yeah. was wrong when he did it. That makes yeah. more sense on the context of because she just like pivots right to that. It's like, for the record, this, this. And you're like, yeah, but still mm-hmm. it's fucked up. Bro, but yeah, that sucks that they cut that out. That's pretty good. Yeah, I know because I think it gives more context to. Well, I think we brought this up probably during seeing red or or posting red, but like the idea that Buffy kind of has this, you know, push Spike away and then bring him back on a whim, and then that blurred line of sex and violence in their relationship, right? Um, but I think this deleted scene is explicitly pointing, uh, pointing that out. Like it's likely an argument that fans of Spike have made, and we might have even again touched on it, as an explanation of why, why Spike might have attacked Buffy. So Drew wrote it, wrote it in as like a possibility. 
And it's not excusing it, but it's like pointing it out was a reasonable thought to have that Buffy might have intoned that a little bit like, you know, not forgiving him, but just like, yeah, he maybe did take it that far because he thought I was just this was another game, like another weird, sexy time game. That wasn't the case, clearly. And we've talked about that in length. But I just I'd be curious what what uh, you think about Stacia, if this adds if this little deleted snippet one, if you would have preferred that it stayed in the show and two, if it adds that kind of light to it a little bit. Um, I mean, I like it. I think it's a nice conversation that Buffy and Dawn have together. Um, and we don't really get to see that much of Buffy and Dawn's relationship, but it's interesting to see Dawn kind of thinking about like, why are you doing these things to yourself, Buffy? Um, I don't think it adds any light necessarily to Buffy's relationship with Spike though. Because there's a difference between consensual rough sex and rape. Definitely. So it doesn't... Well, and that's what Buffy's saying in that line. She's like, um, I'd broken it off with him, being like, that's why it wasn't okay. Right. He knew we weren't together. That's the difference. No, I know. But it's just... But I... which is cool, because Don's like, oh, I get it now. Thank you for... Like, I, I'm glad they had that exchange. Like you said, like, that would have been a nice thing mm-hmm. to... Like, that's an adult fucking conversation to have about why it's different. Mm-hmm. And she just seems like she's actually curious and wants to know what's going on. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't understand. I don't see that conversation as being any sort of like justification for Spike. Yeah, definitely. All right, Daniel, what do you think about it? Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely think it should have been in the episode. I'm sure you can find something to cut. I think anytime you can hang out and have them talk about it is better. I liked that Dawn was so inquisitive in this episode, and I thought that her barbs i mean you started to realize at that point that she was under a spell and we were doing the bother be which bewildered but when they were sitting on the bed and she's just like you don't even understand what love is and that kind of stuff and it's like oh yeah that kind of like having this talk about the assault that happened with spike somebody that she would talk about well obviously like she doesn't love him by feel for him but i did love him that kind of thing like that question of love versus sex versus feel versus all that and then you have someone like don being like you don't even understand what this is like i feel so much and you don't even get it <laughs> and it's like obviously that's not true but like right trachtenberg sells that shit and i was like that was great i mean i thought that it would like kind of keep building on that i'm glad we didn't actually i think we left it in a nice spot because we don't need to like have her say too much in that vein. But like, it was really cool to like juxtapose again, this thing that happened to Buffy that we thought was never going to be brought up again and have it continually be at play and even have Dawn sort of in a roundabout way talking about it It was really interesting. You have no idea how I feel. You have no idea what real love is. Maybe if you did, you wouldn't make fun of me this way. I'm not making fun of you. Just go it makes it feel better that spikes around because it to me it lends more insight onto you know buffy's in buffy's not settled on this buffy's still in turmoil seeing him does make her confused and angry and like she doesn't get it but she can see his value in having him around so like yeah having i mean even we have spike grab her arm and she's like fuck god like don't don't touch me like the it's gotta suck for her so it is nice to have that. Like, Buffy is still struggling with this. It's not something we all forgot, and it sucks for her. <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you. Thank you for giving us that because it makes the whole situation feel a little better. Like, the more time you have talking about it instead of it just happening and then spikes our hero again, that would be not not good. 
A thousand gallons of no. Okay, so that guy, that Mark Field guy that I constantly read his blog to try to steal stuff from him, I wasn't on his, his side uh, this time. He thinks the him in this episode might have been Spike, that it's all about Spike. And I don't think I agree with that. Um, it's about, like, Spike's journey and change is what this episode's about. And I don't think so. But in the episode, or in the scene with Lance, did you notice that Spike goes up to the little angel figurines and turns them around? I was like, I saw him just fiddling with it, but I didn't know he turned them around. Yeah, supposedly we're supposed to read very deeply into that and think that Spike feels he's unworthy to be viewed by angels. <laughs> I was like, you've lost me. You've lost me. Stacia, do you think there was a deep, meaningful impact of why Spike turned the angels around? Um, did you even notice he did that? I didn't notice he did that. Uh, I guess I'll say if you want to find meaning in it, you can find meaning in it. That's fine. He might have just turned them around because he thought they were ugly. Yeah. But... He's bored. He's touching shit. I don't know. That's what I, I took it as. I don't know. I um, think your blogger had a had a word count limit. He- oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he needed to fill this one out, and there wasn't enough content. Um, more about Spike. Don says like getting a soul would make him a better man, and then rightly says that you know Sandra left Anya at the altar, which there's not a one to one there. I don't no. think attempted rape no, and the, leaving and breaking up with a girlfriend at a terrible time is is the same thing, but. Uh, just pointing out that, like, even people with souls do shitty things. Like, I mean, that was her point, right? But, like, uh, we, I don't know. We've already talked about Spike so much. It's like, I don't know if that this episode really lends that to it. Why were why were him and Xander buddy copping? I feel like we just need to have Marsters in this episode because he's in the credits and we had to have him on there. Do you think it's, like, this is a normal thing that would have happened, that they would have buddy copped this station? <laughs> I mean, I wrote in the plot, like, Xander goes with Spike to Lance's house for reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, When I watched this the first time, because now I watch the episode twice because I do the plot (gasps) the first time, it made me think about the other episode that I really liked um, where Spike stays with Xander in Xander's mom's basement. I'm just a pal of Xander. Yeah, and he's wearing the Hawaiian shirt and he tries to stake himself and... So funny and so good. And I was just like, yeah, Xander and Spike are roommates again. <laughs> um, so part of me is just like, of course, I want all of the Spike and Xander scenes together because they're hilarious because they hate each other. And it's so fun. Um, does it make sense that Xander would bring Spike? Absolutely not. I don't know why you would do that. Unless, like, Buffy tasked him to, like, literally bring him around and be like, see, look, you're not crazy. You're doing normal Scooby stuff. Yeah, do you, okay, so, so Buffy says he needs to get out of the basement because that'll help him be less crazy. Do you think that's true, Dan? Like, did he need to really get out of the basement? I mean, I think time will tell. I, I genuinely don't remember if this helps or hurts in any way. Um, to getting him out of the basement, yeah, we need it for the for the plot and for our show to grow and continue. But, um, <laughs> like, I might as well. Fuck, he shouldn't be sitting down here. Every time you come down to that basement, he's a fucking drag. Get his ass somewhere else. You know, if he's going to be a drag, at least he's a drag at Xander's. And Xander can at least be like, well, we have cell phones now. So shoot a text and say, yeah, he's still in the corner crying. So let's let's, like arrange a play date so we can all go out and have fun or something. I don't know. Like, at least you kind of can keep better tabs. I don't know. Maybe that's an ulterior motive for Buffy, too, where it's like we need to keep it up. But as to them hanging out, I just feel like. You know, obviously, these are the two most macho men, and they would never have any sort of uh, – they're not gay at all. So they can withstand (laughs) the power 
of the jacket. Well, they didn't know it was a jacket at this point. I forget when this happened exactly in the show. Were they were the girls already? No, no, no. This this was when Willow. Yeah, right. Willow and Anya Buffy, were at home, so they were about yeah, to. Yeah, Buffy okay. and Don are in love with him. They leave to go talk to RJ's brother. At the same time, RJ goes and makes Willow and Anya fall in love with him. Probably just muscle, right? I mean, theor- like that would actually be yeah. a plot thing, right? So, like, with him saying this guy was the shit, he's kind of an asshole, he fucked with me. So, I, you know, mm-hmm. you would have Spike for the muscle, right? So, yeah, that's really why. That makes sense. Bam, bam, you're good. So, I mean, Spike is looking better immediately. Like, he does. He, mm-hmm. His little shirt, he looks a lot cleaner. He's got almost a glow about him. He seems. He seems much healthier. I like how quiet he's so quiet too. I really like this like very demure spike. It's interesting. It's good. And it does show a difference, right? Like Mm -hmm. Spike got his soul to, to make him a better man in a way. I think, you know, he, we've talked about it and he did it because he felt so terrible and he wanted to be a person that could never do something like he did. So this was his one easy answer. Whereas Don is like nuance, man, just cause you have a soul doesn't mean you're not a good, it doesn't make you a good person. You can be a, a terrible person and still have a soul, but he seems to really be like turning inward and playing low. He's doing what you should be doing. He's just like, make yourself small, be helpful when you can shut the fuck up. And good job, Spike. You're do you're doing a good job. Um, Keep the voices at bay. I do wonder, like, because the I guess that's why I was like, does he need to get out of the basement? Because the first could get him anywhere. But we don't know that Spike is being tormented by the first, right? We just know that he is crazy. So I wonder if the first is less likely to come around if he's not so isolated. Like that could be a thing, but not that we would know that. So I don't know. It just seems like. An interesting choice. I just don't know why he doesn't go back to his crypt. He doesn't need to move in with Xander. Go back to your fucking crypt. I just like, it's driving me nuts that he needs to be babysat because I don't think he does. But I don't know. Maybe that's part of it too because Buffy feels bad that he's alone and crazy and wants somebody to look. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, the real question is, and Dawn, you know, she's not really good for anything. Stacia, is Dawn good for anything? Um... (laughs) high-pitched screaming let me down she let me down we lingered i think they trolled us on purpose with that when she's laying on the bed right after her and buffy you know like she's in her snit and they're about to walk away i was like i cannot believe i know i cannot believe they didn't do it man i actually was looking at my um the audio and i was like i'm waiting to look up for the big rises of get out get out get out you know (laughs) uh it it wasn't there and i was like oh spoiler alert for me it's just gonna end you bastard (laughs) hate it so, yeah, sorry. Station, good for anything? Mm. Other than shrieking? I don't think so. Wow. Daniel, is Don good for anything? <laughs> she's great at crying. Uh, Trachtenberg is. Uh, no, I think that she's good for being, uh, in this episode in particular, I thought the innocence of her questions do help our plot and our story. And that's nice. I mean, you can't, you know, our, our normal characters, if we didn't have a younger person in, uh, they wouldn't be talking to each other a lot. I mean, other than that, I thought she would do some magic in this episode. I thought she would do something fun. She has no real talents yet mm-hmm. that we know. But I do think her like presence is is very important. And it keeps people in, 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 in line and, and doing things in a certain way that maybe they wouldn't do if it was if there was no Dawn. You know, they would act different. So. Oh, definitely. I mean, like, she's the plot of so many episodes because she's in danger or because she's handling a situation poorly or whatever. You know, like, she's the eternal MacGuffin. You need something to happen. <laughs> let's <laughs> put Don in danger or whatever. And now we've got a show. Snake demons, let's go. Um, I I think that Dawn only isn't useful now that she's older 
because they won't let her be. Like, uh, there's been a couple of times this season even where she's like, let's make a demon database. And I've researched all the things. And, like, she wants to help. She could be useful. I would argue she could be way more useful than Xander because he doesn't pay attention to anything long enough to understand what's going on. So... I think she could be, and like to the characters in the universe, but also for us as a viewer, I, I agree that she keeps us in this kind of like nostalgia moment. I, I kept thinking watching this episode, uh, I was like, if this show was made six years later than it was, I think this is what it would look like. I think this is like we would be showing, you know, with this lighting and everything, like imagine season one and two redone this way, because I think it would feel just like this. I mean, this is this is a season two episode. It literally is. And it, you know, but it's just filmed five years later, and it looks great. It, it, it I don't know. I, it made me really. It's like, oh yeah, they would have Coldplay because they have more money. You know, they would have all these like weird little music cues and stuff, and it would, it would feel maybe a little more like um, Vampire Diaries than you know our OG Buffy episodes. I think it would have more of a, like a a shine to it, like a, a slickness that the show doesn't have in the first two seasons, which was kind of makes it fun for the genre. You know, it's like very, it's more horrorified with that filter and, and, and film on it. But I know I thought that was a fun thing to be like, huh, this is what Buffy the Vampire Slayer would look like if it was made in 2003 instead of in 1997. I don't know. It was a fun little thing. And that's what Dawn is good for. God damn it. I don't understand what you're saying. We couldn't have had the high school episode in, in November of 2002 if Dawn wasn't in high school. Therefore, Dawn is good. But I think it's only good because we get to see it from the other side. We got to do it one way. And then this episode allows us a peek behind the curtain. And maybe you can go back to Bother Bewitch Be Wilder and we might have more sympathy for our older characters. Obviously, we don't know them. But, like, you could see a teacher or a senior in that episode and be like, yeah, maybe they're, like, thinking what these guys are thinking right now. You know, it just – it. I don't know. That's the That, to me, is the benefit. It, like, adds it, – it makes those episodes better. But it also lets us see in a different – a different angle of the same thing. I don't I don't know if like they would have made this season two in 2003. Mm. Like, I don't think it's a matter of, I don't think this episode succeeds because it's at a different time. I think it's, it's that we've known our characters for seven years. Oh yeah. No, I just think it's a, a fun little like thought experiment to be like, Oh yeah, I think this could kind of this, like just the feel of it, not like the, the beats of the show or the lines, like, just, just like the way it looks and the feeling like of a package CW show kind of thing. It yeah. was just, well, your flashback was, would look a lot better. Wouldn't look so fucking green. That's terrible, what I'm, so. that's what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> and that's what Dawn is good for. What? What's the matter? You like grainy, terrible Buffy? Yeah, you know I like the early seasons. I know. I'm like, you're dumping on him so hard right now. <laughs> oh, I did. Uh, I did try to listen to our entire "Bothered Bewitched Bewildered" episode, and I gotta say, I was like ready to just be like cringed and in pain the whole time. It's not bad. I, I did not make it all the way through because I was like, I can't. I can't fucking listen to this. But <laughs> uh, these fucking guys. What we were saying was was fine, yeah, yeah. and like. The robots made me like laugh out loud because I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to skip, 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 skip. <laughs> and the theme song was terrible and the audio quality is the worst. But what we were saying was not that bad. I got to say, it wasn't a million miles away from what we do now. And I thought it would be. I thought it would be yeah, like so fucking uh, literally unlistenable. It, yeah. And it just, it, if the audio quality was better, we could still keep those around and not be totally ashamed. And I was surprised <laughs> and delighted. <laughs> but still, that's so, pretty, that's what, 316? That's pretty late in season, no, no, two. Sorry, two. two. Okay, yeah. so no, yeah. All right, well, that's yeah. good to hear. That's what I'm saying. I mean, one has got to be a nightmare. Whew. Well, good oh, for yeah. you for, wow, I haven't stepped back in any of those, so. 
I just wanted to see like because I what we talked about and um, yeah. I, I guess I made you do a thing about oxytocin, uh, the love drug. Oh right. Yeah. You know, well, I remember so. we did talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Damn love spell! I have tried every anti-love spell spell I can find. Even if you found the right one, guy would probably just do an anti-anti-love spell spell spell. What? Uh, it wouldn't be an episode of season six, apparently, if we didn't have a quick round of reasonable or ridiculous. Yes. I got to make a theme song for sure. <laughs> you do. For sure. All right. Daniel, Dawn is an unpopular geek. Reasonable or ridiculous? Absolutely ridiculous. This girl is smoking hot. <laughs> I mean, if you were in high school, sorry, she would be, people would be drooling all over her. I don't understand. She's a famous actor, actress. Have you seen <laughs> TV? Have you seen television? She's on six feet. Come on. She's Harriet the fucking spy. Stop. <laughs> Stacia, reasonable or ridiculous? Obviously ridiculous. I agree with Daniel. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're a bad conversationalist. It doesn't matter if you're mean. It doesn't even matter. I don't think if you're smelly if you're as hot as michelle jackenberg is there's no reason why all people would not be orbiting around her absolutely unless agreed unless you've turned every single person off by your incredibly gooberish fucking uh you know uh, conversational skills because she's terrible at talking to people so maybe the quarterback is the most important member of the team (laughs) i love it did you have that teacher at your old school? We all did, Don. <laughs> I'm chalking it up to just the boy is cute and that's it. Otherwise, we've yeah. seen her with other friends. She's fine. Come on, she would definitely be popular. Get out of here. Maybe this isn't the first time she's push- pushed someone down the stairs and that's why no one likes her. That's oh, fair. that's that's fair. <laughs> yeah, maybe Don is just doing secret violence all over the place. <laughs> secret violence. I'd watch that show. <laughs> The way she interacted with Azura Sky and that boy, you know, two episodes ago, uh-huh. like a normal fucking human being, totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. All right, reasonable or ridiculous? The gang still has that fucking rocket launcher, Stacia. Uh, reasonable. Why would you get rid of it? I mean, good point. Daniel? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, I mean, I agree. Reasonable. Like, you would definitely put that away somewhere. And I feel like it's just, like, down in the basement somewhere. You know, it's mm-hmm. just been there the whole time. I kind of love the idea that we've been hanging out in their house. Joyce has been living in that house and dying in that house. And that rocket launcher has been <laughs> sitting there, like, just ready to go. I love it. It's waiting. I love it. I just like, why didn't we bring it out for glory? But then I think that they actually made a comment about that one time. Like, uh, yeah. rocket launcher not going to cut it or whatever. Yeah, they yeah, said they it did. multiple yeah. times. Yeah, so obviously yeah. they know it's there. So, yeah. <laughs> Buffy, I mean, he was like, oh, it'll blow up a person, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she was like, I am not going to make a mistake on this. Oh, I'll kill the principal. That is hard to talk. <laughs> All right. Reasonable Ridiculous Daniel. Dawn's suggestion to paint murals instead of being in a relationship. Oh, my God. That was just so funny. It just trails <laughs> off. She just walks away. Okay, ranch girl or whatever. It's so funny. Um, I know. Buffy gets up and leaves. Just leaves. <laughs> um, reasonable. I mean, I think artistic pursuits are always reasonable. I think that it would be a nice <laughs> way for her to let off some steam. I mean, I don't think it would work because I don't think Buffy's personality is built for that. But, you know, you can never, you know, it never hurts to try. So reasonable. Okay, Stacia, reasonable or ridiculous? I think it's reasonable to suggest painting murals instead of being in a relationship, but I do think it will get ridiculous if you start repainting the murals because you've decided they're too ugly. That's, like, who is the arbiter of ugly murals? That's a great point. And, and, See, and her her argument, too, is like murals upon murals, and it's like you never get to stop because it's pretty murals, it's ugly murals. You just have to keep going. You just have to keep every wall. It's too, it's too much. 
Yeah, see, that's where we're getting into forced celibacy. Make sure you leave some room for Jesus. Like, if I th- think about the bad thoughts, then I won't have them situation. I'll just keep painting this, keep painting and then the I'll wall. never think about the sex wall. again. <laughs> or they're just the horniest murals you've ever seen. That's true. That's how she gets... That's, that's like, Don's, you just, like... <laughs> you don't see Don. You just, like, over her shoulder, but you don't see what she's painting. She's furiously painting, and then, like, it cuts to the painting, and it's like, God, another dick! No! How do I keep painting these? <laughs> All right. DeHoffren sends a minion to kill Anya. Stacia, reasonable or ridiculous? Reasonable. If it's reasonable, why didn't he just do it last week? I mean, he's the head of vengeance. Vengeance, you know, is best served cold. Ah, Daniel, reasonable or ridiculous? I think it's ridiculous. I don't really understand why he needs to kill her. I think we established a life for a life. We did our thing. So unless you're like... You feel that deal was unfair, which I feel like you should talk about instead of sending minions. Um, I think it's unreasonable. I think that it kind of, Dauphin, you're better than this. Use your words, yeah. man. Use your words. And if it doesn't work out, we show it on screen, though. You can't just have him be like, oh, yeah, we talked. No, come on, man. We we had a great episode where, where you guys hashed this out. Yeah. She knows. Or like, yeah. follow up. This is a two part of reasonable or ridiculous. Daniel, Daniel, I say Daniel as I'm looking at you, Stacia. Uh, why didn't he do it himself? He's the goddamn king of vengeance. Why is he sending... Why would he do it himself? He's the king of vengeance. He's got a whole bunch of little vengeance minions. Oh, gosh, Daniel. Is she stripped of her power? Uh, we, yes. I think okay, so. Okay, so I mean, I think that that's not a fair fight. So you send the minions. Absolutely not. So I don't think DeHoffrin comes in to stunt on somebody who has no power, because that would make him look bad, but sending the minions apparently makes him look fine. I don't agree with that, but I feel that's probably his logic. I feel like he's a rules guy. He is the manager. You know what I mean? It seems weird that he would renege on the deal. I thought we were square. Uh, so just like the whole is thing. Is he reneging? Yeah, man. Well, life you say, you know, yeah. What you're asking requires the life of a vengeance demon. Boom, kills Hallie. Now we're done. Okay. We're done. Yeah. But then he released her. Now she's not a vengeance demon. And he wants to vengeance her for being such a shitty vengeance demon previously. So this is like a separate thing. You're saying yeah. that that deal was solved, but now he's like yeah. had a moment. He's like, actually, I don't want to lose him. I feel, yeah. feel like we could have hashed that out last time. I feel like he could have brought up. Hey, hey also, I'm kind of mad at you still. I'm kind of mad at you still. Yeah. I'm going to send minions. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, hang on. No, no, no. Wait. Can you take another I mean, life? Xanders. Come on. Get me out of this. Okay, but these these people that make wishes with vengeance demons, they don't have to go through some sort of vetting process. Why does the Hoffren? Mm. That's fair. That's fair. Mm. That's fair. Mm. Crying isn't going to make his love for me go away, you know. Okay, finally. <laughs> Reasonable or ridiculous? <laughs> Daniel, Xander is still on site at Sunnydale High School. <laughs> so dumb. Thank God he's in his goddamn construction outfit. Um, he did, what, didn't he mention that they were doing the thing and he had to get out of there for the air quality or whatever? So, like, it's reasonable because we, oddly enough, have had enough instances where he is talking about the reason he's not at work is because work mm-hmm. has happened and they're off work. So there's enough work talk, I think, to make it reasonable. I, I hate to say it, but I think so. <laughs> Station reasonable or ridiculous. Uh, I think it's reasonable because clearly he's a shitty boss and a shitty constructor, <laughs> constructor. and they're making no progress. True. <laughs> I mean, hey, look at the still scene working with, on that floor with our, uh, with our um, the field here. You got some construction tape out here. You got some police. Oh tape. yeah, shit. I mean, they're clearly still working out here. I don't know what Xander does, but you know, it's, oh, I it's mean, if he is putting all the attention to detail into the science building that he did to the basement, I mean, he's got a lot of junk. He's got a source he and drag in there. A lot of junk. <laughs> 
<laughs> we need cobwebs. We need broken furniture. We need it now. Okay. Well, uh, let me just take a moment to remind you that we are a real podcast and you can find us everywhere. Twitter. You know what? I'm not going to say that anymore. How about this? What's our email address? Oh, my God. You're obsessed with the email address all of a sudden. Our, what do you think our email, email address? address is? Beatmepod at gmail.com. <laughs> The same as everything else. At Beat Me Pod everywhere. And when we say everywhere, there you go. Gmail included. Nice. Okay. We have a Twitter, a Tumblr, and Instagram at Beat Me Pod. We also have an email address, Beat Me Pod. Gmail. <laughs> Gmail.com. You're the only one that wants to hype the email This is address. excruciating. <laughs> we don't check the email address. This happened last time. She's like, hey, maybe we should tell people that our sign on the window email address. I'm like, what the hell? Well, it doesn't I just, even like, occur to me. <laughs> For me, it's like that's the only thing that I would answer because I don't do social media. I'm like, if I got an email, I would respond to it. Okay. (laughs) Our four listeners, if any of you want to directly speak with Kelly, send us an email at beatme at gmail.com. We'll send it. If you're a normal person. (laughs) Because I don't actually have access to the inbox. (laughs) All right. Uh, But more importantly, we have a website, bbbot.wordpress.com, where you can find all of our episodes and notes about those episodes. And maybe actually the most importantly of all, on mm. that site, you can find a link to a Spotify playlist that I lovingly put together for all of you that contains music from all the episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and all the episodes, music that we play in our episodes that are available on Spotify. And if you don't want to click the link from our site, you can go directly to Spotify and type in Beat Me Hyphen <laughs> Podcast Playlist no. for. No. God damn it! <laughs> Beat Me Hyphen Fun Time Playlist for Podcast Fan Season 7. That's right. Nice. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I think it's time to yell about some stuff. Stacia, you seem like you want to yell. Yeah, do I? Okay, I'd love to. Um, Don Fine somehow knows where to locate Buffy's cheerleading outfit, which I guess is like really good news for the monks that they put that into our brain. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. wears it to school, gets laughed at, and then decides that the reasonable thing to do is to cut up her sister's cheerleading uniform. And when Buffy notices it and asks what happened, or what is that, Dawn screams, Just the end of my life! <laughs> the most dramatic teenager shit ever. Perfect. It's perfect. Daniel? I'm so happy that you brought the monks into this. Uh, I couldn't stop thinking about the monks in this episode. <laughs> it's always a good episode when you're thinking about the monkles. Um when Buffy goes overboard and says that she's glad that Joyce, their mother, her mother, let's be oh, honest my here, God. her mother, Joyce, is not yes. alive mm-hmm. to see this. We need to remember. These are the moments to remember that, A, it's rude to say that. Don't say that shit because I know that we believe that she is her sister, blah, blah, blah. But it's also a good time to remind yourself that she is a former ball of energy. Like Xander, when he's like, I liked it when she had a crush on me or whatever. We've mm-hmm. seen that in the show, Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit, right? And it's obviously going to come yeah, in later five. on. But I, I, this idea that the monks too, like, did the monks put even further back, like, like a a nine year old crush on Xander in her memories? Like, how far back do our mm-hmm. memories go? Like, is that what they're referencing just on the show, or or are they referencing childhood stuff when Xander was a little bit younger? I guess they weren't friends before that. I don't know. See, I get so confused with the monks, and I need a unified theory about how I feel about Dawn. I'm sorry, man. I this feel is a burden crazy. Only I know. I feel. I feel crazy because she's a ball of energy, and I get mad about that. But then she's, she's also a, a person. person, and I get mad that they don't treat her nice. And I, I, I'm just both ways. I'm just both ways about it. I hate it. This is my burden to bear. I'm glad you brought that up because that was like 
That was a fucked up moment. Buffy, you just said you're happy your mom's dead because your sister dressed like a slut? God damn, take a beat. Calm down. That's an overreaction. Oh, slut so many times. <laughs> slut a palooza for sure. Palooza. I'm the pushy queen of slut town. No, honey, honey, not at all. No, no, it's just, you know, lay back a little. Let him come to you. What was that shirt made out of paint? Uh, <laughs> oh, we got the vending machine on Cheryl. That was so fucking good. Uh, Stacia pointed out because I didn't uh, reckon I recognized her, but I didn't know where she was from. That uh, Clementine, the uh, yeah. RG's like girlfriend, the darker girl. This is fucking Clementine from Westworld. Um, that was not what I was going to say. Daytime, it's the daytime. It's in the day. This episode, most of it in the day, and I love a daytime episode because it always feels so weird. That was another thing I think was like this is like a CW show. This is not this is not Buffy the Vampire Slayer for a second. And we're in the sun. We're having teen drama. What is this? I liked it. just like there's so many instances in the earlier seasons where they're sitting at the high school in the sun and no Uh, (laughs) never one (laughs) actually there's a lot of uh, season four where they're in the daytime too stacia okay going back to the monkles um Mm. one other thing that i was thinking what is with you guys i know i was thinking about with the monkles this episode i just i thought it was so weird when you know dawn was having her little um, freak out like the first one when she's like on the bed crying and there's music playing and Buffy's like it's okay it's just a high school crush and then Don was like you don't even know what love is and I was just thinking uh, you think that because you weren't alive when Buffy was in love with Angel but that was even more tortured than your love for RJ so clearly if you were there you would have known this she would have been um, like 10 Right? Yeah, but the monkles, how know. do they know this? How do the monkles know this? How do the monkles know how to do this? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's totally question. valid that there's no way they could have known there's everything, no right? Way. There's no way. Like where Buffy put her cheerleading outfit? <laughs> yeah. And like, and again, pop culture, like if that's a reference, right? I mean, you would just load up this person with like rom-com stuff. You could have this idea like, right. oh, no, only I know what real love is because they're just a, a character who doesn't understand like a robot or something, but like, that's not what we're doing. She was there. We have photos that disappear sometimes and then they come back. She's real. Yeah. I mean, all right. I guess it's fair. I guess it's fair that you think about this so much because there must clearly be some gaps. There are gaps all over the place. It hurts to think about Kelly. I hate it. I'm sorry, man. All right. Um, Daniel. When Buffy said, uh, you're the one in math class, tell me what that adds up to. And I said, statutory rape. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was tough to to see old Buffster like that, but you know. You know, I I just realized I'm basically the same age as you. I'm not really older at all, actually. I'm just like you. But with the sexual experience and stuff. I think I hear what you're saying. Um, I was going to ask this in the questions, but I just, I didn't know. I'm saying it now. So do we for sure think that Don was under the spell? Like, are we supposed to believe that she was under the spell of the jacket? Yeah, okay. I think she was. Because I thought she kind of had feelings before yeah. RJ put the whammy on her. No. <clears throat> I mean, she never knew him. the first time she immediately falls for him and he's wearing the jacket. Okay. And calling Fair enough. Him, him the guy in the jacket, I think, was also telling. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't okay. really yeah, when she That's was what like... I called him in my head before <laughs> I knew his name. I don't, I don't even want to hear his name. Is this... Did that guy in the jacket... Ugh, I don't even want to hear his name anymore. 
I just called him that guy in the jacket. Um, I honestly loved how um hard Buffy came in for Dawn at the bronze, just calling her a slut and a hussy <laughs> and a hoe bag and like everything else that she did. <laughs> My favorite line of all of it was when she said <laughs> Are you just going to go down to the docks and wait for the fleet to come in? <laughs> I was just like, want to fucking lose it. One that I, so good to know that apparently Sunnydale has docks. Well, well we yeah, we do dock. know that. We know, we the know they have like a waterfront, right? No, no they saw, have like remember? a dock or a cargo ship where Angel got on at the end of Surprise. They or fucking, supposed they to jumped do. off of it. Whatever. Yeah, where we're fighting Faith and shit. Well, it's, it's good to know that that's where Dawn's going to be hanging out later that night, I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. With her I just thought Smith. it was so scathing, yeah. And Nicole Smith thinks you look tacky. Oh. So good. Nuts. Well, I'll just roll into Nicole Smith. So, like, I, I don't know where you guys were in 2002, but she was huge. I mean, that Anna Nicole mm-hmm. show, I don't know if you guys ever watched that on E! or whatever, but she was so famous back in the day it's almost weird mm-hmm. i went on her wikipedia just to, like look around because you know she's famous obviously for the show playboy but obviously marrying the guy who was like in his 80s or whatever but yeah everything that happened after she was awarded 400 million dollars had it lowered took it to the supreme court um the supreme court ruled nine and oh in, in her favor not for the money mm-hmm. but the fact that she is allowed to sue uh which was kind of the bush administration wanted federal courts to have more control over state courts so they they kind of use this to kind of make that a ruling. And then by 2010, she lost the appeal and went to the Supreme Court again, but she lost this time. So in the end, she never actually got much, if any, money from that guy because the family mm. was able to uh, stifle all of that. 2014 was the last mm. time. She died in 2007, um, but her family wasn't able to do anything. 2014 was the last time. But yeah, like it's crazy. She got pregnant. Multiple men claimed it to be hers, to claimed the kid to be theirs. Uh, and then her son died while she was like a couple of days after her baby. And then she died a year later, which is nuts. Hmm. So, but now you don't really hear about Anna Nicole Smith at all. And I, I don't know. It's just so weird. She was so ubiquitous back in the day that you would definitely have her be referenced on this. But I think somebody watching oh, yeah. today, 20 years later, I think there's a great like, contingent of people. Who the fuck is Anna mm-hmm. Nicole Smith? Yeah. You know, just like Dawn mm-hmm. didn't understand, you know, are you going to go by the docks and wait for the fleet? Like, she's like, what? You know, she has no idea what they're, what is she's even referencing. So I think that's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty great. Pretty funny. So she was just like a person who was around in the zeitgeist. I mean, she was in Playboy in like 93 or something. And that was like, um, what's that? She was also, like Paris Hilton. Like Paris Hilton. Yeah. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Well, I think it was also for the sure. marriage. It was also that was like pretty. Yeah. Generous, yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, he was 90-something. He was old. fucking yeah. crazy. And she was 26, I think. So, cool stuff. Glad Donnie isn't here to see her precious boyfriend getting all thrusty with some slut bag hussy. Oh. 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 No. Daddy, no, I wasn't... When I was looking, I wasn't... Oh, God. Right there with you. Uh, the shins, I almost yelled. I think I did yell. I think I did. Oh my god, the shins! You did. <laughs> and Coldplay. I was like, man, I just like, know so many the bands fuck? and shit on this episode. Wow. Yeah. Um, Xander had a lot of great lines too. This episode was so funny. You seem extremely perturbed. And then he was like, it's a classroom, you chowderhead. It's just like, what the fuck? Oh, so good. <laughs> so funny. Oh, good stuff from the Zan man <laughs> station. <laughs> 
Uh, everyone's a pedophile on this show. Oh, daddy like. Uh, yes. <laughs> not so good. It was not previously established. It is now because Xander says daddy liked about Dawn. And then when they realize it's Dawn, Willow does like, I'm right there with you. Yep. That's true. <laughs> I was also leching on Buffy's little and sister. And then Buffy makes out with RJ, a minor. And then, you know, we already have Spike and Angel. And, um. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everyone's a pedophile. Well, Spike and Buffy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody looked say. real comfy there. Like, they were tucked into that table. I got to say that. So they're tucked in that table. These guys are dancing like they've, this is not the first dance. They've been dancing a couple dances. It seems implausible. Yeah. That they wouldn't mm-hmm. have ran into each other. What are we doing? Hate it. Yeah, it seems like they were also watching the crowd for at least a little while. So totally. you probably, w- she must have turned around at some point, right? No? I don't know. Plot. Damn. Plot. Uh, so, yeah, I do want to shout out R.I.P. to Cheryl, who did um, die by vending machine falling on her. Um, the U.S. consumer- She did not die. Oh, she didn't die. Right. She's injured. Sorry. She's- <laughs> Fair enough. Not R.I.P. to I Cheryl. Dare you. Wow. So she's alive. Good, good, good. That's great news. She's the one. She's the Garfunkel or Oats, whichever one that's lipping around the episode. Oh, sorry. That's her that got- Oh, my bad. Yeah. Oh, I thought this was yeah. an off-screen person. Oh, so Cheryl. No, no. Cheryl was the girl. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's why she's like, we should sit. We can oh. sit down like the Laker girls because she can't walk. That explains a lot more. Okay, good, good. Well, anyway, <laughs> the, I just thought she was like, that was an off-screen thing and we just need to find no, more no, no. cheerleaders. Uh, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission found in 1995 that 37, at least 37 people and 113 people uh, died. 37 people died and 113 people were injured. Uh, from 1978 to 1995, the vast majority of them being men. So this doesn't really track. Um, and then one 2012 sense. report stated that the odds of winning a Powerball are 1 in 175 million versus 1 in 112 million of getting killed by a vending machine. So you have a God better damn. shot at dying by a vending machine than God the damn. fucking Powerball. So don't buy lottery tickets, people. Save your money. Just shake vending machines. But now they, uh, they instituted stuff, though, in like the 90s. Like the, the all the stickers you see to not shake it. That's why. Mm. People fucking tip that shit to get free stuff, and it just fell on them. Like Ugh. a lot of people. Ugh. I mean, 37 people. That's a lot of people to die. Yeah. Sorry I keep referencing NBC shows, but you know it's all I watch. Community makes a joke about that, too, where they like have a guy who's yeah. inspecting the vending machines, and he's like, four people in America die every year uh, with a vending machine falling on them, and f- three of those four are, are inspectors, the vending machine inspectors. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, show, you're so good. Why did we do this again? We thought it looked fun. Is your cell phone in your pocket? Yeah, but I can't reach it. I can only move my right arm. Okay, there's money already in there. Slide your arm through that bottom slot and press the buttons G14. When the snack is selected, the mechanical lever that's holding it will be thrust forward, thereby knocking your cell phone out of your pocket and into the receptacle below where you can pick it up and call for help. Here we go. Sorry? I think I hit G13. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about the train scene. Mm. What? What? I had to watch it. I mean, not that I wasn't going to watch it a bunch of times anyway, but I was just like, okay. So, we all approach the train yard. Dawn is already laying on the tracks, so she's going to be hard to see. But Xander, from where they are standing, is like, oh, shit, that's Dawn right over there. Which makes you think that she can't be too far away because, again, she's kind of almost obscured. So, she'd have to be pretty close for them to be able to see her. And it's dark. 
So she can't be that far away. So like, oh, so Buffy takes off. We assume because a train is coming toward Dawn that Buffy is going to go, bam, straight to Dawn, pick her up and carry her away. And that's fine. And then out of nowhere, Buffy jumps onto a train that again, to me, I thought was the train coming towards Dawn. So I'm like, how are you going to get to Dawn before the train you were on hits her? What the fuck is happening? Turns out it's two trains. Okay. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense that she's on the train that's about to hit Dawn. She's on another train. I mean, makes sense in the scope of Buffy just jumped on a fucking train to get to somebody who 20 feet away from her, but she was 20 feet away from her. Why did she get on the train in the fucking first place? It is the, yes, this rivals the Spider-Man swooping down scene in Beneath Me or Beneath You, whatever, Beneath Me. I, I cannot, this is inexcusable. Why did this happen? Why did this happen? You should have got it. Let her get trisected. So here's what I what? think happened. We saw, <laughs> we saw her right here. I have a screenshot of, of Dawn, Dawn laying on the here. But what yes. Xander saw was this other lady who was laying. Oh, the stunt stun double. <laughs> so Xander saw the other lady. And was saw like, a woman in her that's, 40s, possibly. Yeah, so Dawn was actually all the way down there. But, but we <laughs> At thought, the other end of the train yeah, yard. we thought we were talking about this, this other woman who's wearing Dawn's clothes. <laughs> that's pretty Isn't uh, rich. Isn't this ridiculous? Like, that's insane. Yeah. You can't have Trachtenberg lay down. She definitely is. She definitely is laying down right here. What are we doing? Yeah, also, the lighting I don't is understand. different. Like, there's no lights here, and then there are lights there. Like, it's almost just a different place. Obviously, it's ridiculous. it probably is wow. a different time completely. What were you gonna say when you got very close to the mic? I liked the scene. Oh. No! <laughs> she jumped off and fell on her back. She broke her back. <laughs> <laughs> Look, apparently I like it when members of the Scooby gang ride vehicles. <laughs> oh, yeah, with the big truck. Big truck. Truck, yeah. Truck, yeah. yeah Train, it. yeah. <laughs> oh, this does rival truck, yeah. I didn't even think about it. I mean, yeah. I wish I did. it's just Fuck. so good. And I had all the same questions Kelly had. Like, why is she running? Oh, my God, she's not going to catch that train. She's jumping on the train. She's not going to be able to get Dawn. Oh, it's a different train. Oh, my God. <laughs> And it was amazing. <laughs> I don't think it was amazing. It was something. It was so good. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and you're older and hotter and have sex that's rough and kill people. I don't have any of that stuff. Um, but if I did this, then his whole life he'd know there was someone that loved him so much they'd give up their life. After RJ makes Willow and Anya fall in love with him and they're like discussing who loves each other more or who loves him more or whatever when she was like it's not about his physical presence and then Anya's like his physical presence has a penis and then Willow says I can work around it <laughs> it's just like and then she goes on to say like yeah well he's not a woman or like he's a man and like he yeah. doesn't have to be clearly you've both been affected by the same love spell that cut Dawn oh, this isn't a spell he owns my heart Done. Be quiet. We're trying to work this out. We don't need you interfering. Uh, and I love the Hecate callback. Quit, quit with the Hecate. And then when she's like, oh, no, I'm going to have to start over. Hecate hates that. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool to see Goofy, like, lighthearted, ridiculous. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Now hand me back my crystals. I don't have much time. Much time before what? Before Buffy and Anya and Dawn have a chance to prove that they love RJ the most. And how are they going to do that exactly? Well, Buffy's going to kill Principal Wood. I'm Fine, okay. Let's start there. When, uh, what's his face, the other boy who got pushed down the thing said, uh, if, yeah, if you could only get us past Highland, we'd have a good shot. 
I was like, this is very community regionals. We just got to get to regionals vibe. <laughs> it's like, this means yeah, nothing sure. awful. So that was pretty fun. Uh, just dumb uh, we, stuff. We should keep an unofficial watch out for if Dawn is ever held responsible for pushing that kid down the stairs because Buffy She's knows for sure she not. did it. You think so? Oh, I yeah. don't think Buffy does. Oh, yeah, there was a look after, like, right before she walked out of the room. Where she Buffy talked was like, to Oh, him. shit, yeah. you did that. Yeah, that's oh, what she really? talked Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, probably won't ever happen. I mean, I know it doesn't happen, but, like, goddamn. So, what was Anya stealing? Was it money? I think it was TVs. Because she was, like, in front of an electronics store, right? It wasn't, yeah. like, a bank? Oh, she went no, to the bank. No, it was, like, a she was TV in front of, store. Oh, she no, she was in front of the bank. The, they were in front of the They were in front of the oh, TV store. Oh. Uh, yeah, she was, gotcha, in, gotcha. she was at the Look bank. Look at that Xbox! I know, I, yeah. She's in front of the Sunnydale security. Oh, bank. yeah, she is in front of the bank. Yeah. Okay. How much money do you think she got? I know, right? Enough ice for ice cream. Her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Stacia? Um, oh, the last thing I wanted to say, I mean, I think we already touched on this, but the scene with Buffy leveling a rocket launcher at her boss in the background is just the funniest so thing. Funny. And then Spike is, like, tackling her and they're running back and forth. It's, it's so, so good. Unbelievable. Daddy like. Uh, I, it's it's the best 20 seconds of maybe the entire show. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I am not <laughs> kidding. Like, that, I, that is, I... The, that might be the only thing I remember from season seven. Like some of the times, just like you know what, even if season seven is terrible, I'm like but that fucking rocket launcher scene is like the best thing I've ever seen in my life. So it wins, I guess. Um, a new bulletin board alert, everybody outside of room twenty two seventeen in the civics. The what, what? civics. Um, we have some Sunnydale costume shop. That shop spelled the old timey way with the P and an E. Shop at the end. Uh, Sunnydale family pumpkin patch. Uh, fun, fun, fun. It's coming up. Or already came I wonder if it's boot? Pop's Pumpkin Patch. I know. Uh, there's two swim club team notices. Uh, I think that they're trying to rebuild after four. It's been about four tra- years after the traumatic incident that killed everybody. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> the kids have forgotten it's about it. You know on. what I mean? The kids have moved on. It's a new crop. It's a new crop of children. Everyone else new was building. too traumatized by it. Um, there is a Big Buddy Youth Mentoring Program that you can go to. Um, Education 180, which I assume is a class, but that's like what cult they do in college. So I don't know. What, how you do that sign up for a numbered class in in high school unless it's like a <laughs> college class there's a gently used massage table for 125 dollars. i know i'm like this is getting a little saucy over here gamey and then there's posters galore i mean there are more motivational posters in this than i maybe have ever seen in my whole life this one behind our boy here who's about to get pushed down uh says winners are too busy to be sad too positive to be doubtful too optimistic to be fearful and too determined to be defeated then, as they wow. continue down their walk, uh, we get a great one with the cops that said, next time you drink one for the road, we'll be the chaser. And it's like a fucking <laughs> row of cops, <laughs> cop cars behind, fucking SWAT cars, fucking helicopters. And I was like, that is uh, legitimately great. We'll be the chaser. Good stuff. And also, but like very provocative for like a high school. Like, they, they shouldn't know what chasers are. What are we doing? Um, and then you keep going down the stairs as they're walking. Uh, most great inventions were once called impossibilities uh, another one is the three d's to succeed desire discipline and dedication and then lastly mm-hmm. you can get a free yoga lesson in the sunnydale gym every thursday night <laughs> if you guys want good to. to know last ones i've got here uh principal wood has a degree from a place called stanton university you could see his diploma it turns out it's fucking real it's a real place it's actually oh. a 
it's a post-secondary education institution in California, which makes sense, but it provides professional education training and focused, caring, and stimulating environment. This is their PR, but it is for education mm. purposes. It was founded- It's a teacher college. It was founded in 1996, and it was just accredited last year in 2021. So kind of tough, but there you go. Um the final ones for me, too. Two final ones. Um, the Sunnydale Electronics Store. As we pass by, there is an Xbox in the main window. As we go around to steal, we see a PS2 box on the other side. Oh, yeah. uh, Windows XP is just in there among the TVs, the old school TVs. You love to see it. There is something called a Supra, Supra headset and mic. This is like pre-gaming online. So like it might just be for a phone. Um, and then there's a Sony CFD S20P personal boombox. That's with a CD player. Now, CDs Ooh. are important because the last one I've got are the CDs that are on top of Buffy's uh, thing, you know? Oh, I didn't even clock that. Yeah, so uh, here, let me just pull it up for you guys here. Oh, and my God. Is... Uh-oh. Someone might have a personality. Is it widespread panic? Is it widespread panic six times? So it's very is hard it the to see, string cheese incident? the worst Damn. part of it, mm. yeah. And it's a static image. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> so hot, 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 which I couldn't confirm. I couldn't confirm what's going on there. But you might notice. Looks like it says universal dance mixes. That's what da- oh, that's what that sounds right. Uh, yeah, universal. I said universal dance music. But yeah, it looks like an eye mm. there. So yeah, mm-hmm. who knows? That's definitely the one on the bottom is a Blue was. Oyster Cult. That's Fire of <laughs> Unknown Origin from 1981. This is the last album no with shit. the full band. Now we mentioned Blue Oyster Cult in the Blue Clam Cult. Asked, yeah, exactly. So she fucking knows what it is or this is Joyce's CD and she's dunking on him because she doesn't like them that could be true maybe uh, hot 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 we don't know the one up above that is from Electra Records I cannot for the life of me even like no, conceptualize yeah. what it is I flipped my monitor upside down so that I could read it because it is upside <laughs> down don't know it the one above it though looks like Santana and that's mm-hmm. and it's on Columbia he's on Columbia so I think mm-hmm. it's Santana right there and then up there it's just I can't I just can't tell what this is it's like Albert? it's almost like xx it's almost like a charlie xcx sort of thing but like c's chicky and then something play place oh man oh see it just like hurts your eyes after worse yeah yeah i don't know yeah. anyways she's got some cds and then i tried to get it when they went to anya turning it off like you can't really it's moving too yeah. fast. It's awful. It's like oh, Case Choice. It's Case Choice. They were a band that was on uh, Buffy earlier in the the bronze. Though I don't know. It's in a season three episode. They show her she's got like white kind of dreadlocks and she's sitting. The song she's like, "There's a chair in uh-huh. my head." That's Case Choice. Yeah. Yeah. Look at so that. There you go. And Case Choice. Okay. I love it. Cool. If you guys know the other t- the other two, the hot 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 or anything, beat me pod. Let us know. Yes, please and thank you. Wow, man. That is some detective work. Right. I'm so shocked that you could zoom in so well. That HD, man. HD. And look how good that power button looks. I know. Mm. Looks good. Clarity. On that Studio Standard by Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Studio Standard. They, they still go for about 100 bucks on eBay, so. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a hi-fi stereo mm-hmm. unit. All right. I believe it is your duty, your solemn duty, Daniel, to... Uh, uh, update us on the watches, please. I can definitely Listen do that. Xander, construction outfit watch. Oh my gosh. Yes. You're goddamn right. We finally, yes. finally have the man dressed up in his in his uniform. Um, he was wearing boots. He, dad was there to console a betrayed Don. So that was very nice to see. <laughs> uh, maroon jacket watch slash Anya belt alert. No, but we do have a new denim jacket from our, our girl, uh, Buffy, Buffy Summers. And uh, Anya doesn't wear a belt anymore. So that's true. Um, she was wearing a weird vest. 
<laughs> she, she, I guess not a weird vest, just a vest. It, that was weird. All vests are weird. It's just so <laughs> weird. And then, of course, I want to give points to the, um, you know, I just called him the guy in the jacket bit. Very funny. Uh, still good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dawn's piercing screams. I said, yes. I mean, Dawn's um, feeling feelings and falls off the bleachers. And we get a little yelp. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. She uh, fell at cheer practice at the very end. Once again, every time she yells, we cut. It's like a just, just jump cut. He knows what he's doing. So we're doing the jump cut. And then finally, when Buffy said that RJ noticed her, quote, with the falling and the spirit. And she goes, ah, you know, does a little <laughs> high pitch thing. So pretty good stuff. Uh, Chips Ahoy. No, not really. I mean, it's always implied mm-hmm. in a way. But we don't really talk about it exactly. But I will give some points to Willow dunking on Anya, saying that she would kill for a chocolate bar, and that was pretty good. So <laughs> we'll keep it in. We'll keep it in the candy family. Uh, the littlest bad. Do we even fight vampires anymore? No, we don't no. fight vampires anymore. <laughs> no, we don't. Fake show. <laughs> vampires are fake. <laughs> Buffy has a personality. Hell yeah! She, this girl loves a crisp, refreshing Seven Up. So that's pretty cool. Mm. Um, I'm gonna give Buffy the Mighty Python reference. You know, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition because if it's oh, yeah, that- not her, then it's a Munkle thing. And that just will spiral me out. So it needs to be Buffy. But that does feel wrong. So it could be Xander. I mean, he, we did talk about movie night. So that, yeah. that could be that. So maybe it's one of the two. Or it could be Willow. Fuck. Who knows? Um, she is, uh, yeah, also not prepared to give the the nearly two-year-old, let's be honest, she's almost two years old, um, the same autonomy and dance moves that she had in high school. So I find that to be a, a little mm-hmm. bit annoying and definitely part of her personality. Uh, she also drops a Mr. Wiz- Wizard reference, which was pretty cool. Mr. Sure. Wizard's World, of course, for us was on. Mr. Wizard, I looked it up. I was like, oh, it's definitely Mr. Wizard. It was on Nickelodeon when I was a kid. But like that was Mr. Wizard's World. The original one was in the 1950s. I didn't even know that. So yeah. I... I I, I wonder which one Buffy was watching. Probably the the middle iteration because there was like three different iterations of it. But that was pretty cool. The Hoffman watch, yeah, sort of. The Hoffmans they're coming after <laughs> Anya, <laughs> pretending that she doesn't know that she's a demon and like why they're here. It's pretty ridiculous, and I love it. Uh, the most valuable weapon. No, there is no cell phones in this episode. Would have been pretty useful during the train scene. Could have avoided some train stuff. I think. Uh, if we had a <laughs> no, Don wouldn't have the train stuff. Don wouldn't have answered, right? She wouldn't no. have. You're answered. trying to. She would have looked at the phone dramatic. too and just like put it by her side. It would have been dramatically mm-hmm. depressing. So I'm glad we didn't do it. Uh, Michael Wicket, Amy Gothwatch. I said, yeah. I mean, the the old Letterman jacket is magic, right? Um, and shout mm-hmm. out to Hecate making its yep. re- oh yeah the return. Uh, also a locator spell. Again, it's almost like they're trolling us. It really feels ridiculous and pointed <laughs> at this point. Uh, there's too many damn kids in the summer's house. No, it kind of felt like it at times, yeah. but we still don't even have, like Spike didn't even show up. I mean, there, there's just not that many people here really. So I know. no. By the way, is Willow okay? I'm going to venture yes. Anya dunks on her for not being good with practical strategizing. Except for when she's evil, pretty, pretty rude. But she doesn't know that she said that, right? So <laughs> I think that so she's fine. I think that Willow was helpful. She's hilarious. Uh, she's maybe a little too comfortable using magic, especially pretty dark magic. Turning, changing someone's gender is yeah. not great. That's not a good look. So I think that yeah. she's very susceptible to going off the deep end pretty quickly. And I don't think our friends are going to interrogate that. We're just going to move on from this. She idea. was under a spell. 
We want to believe that Willow and Foley in, in, in charge of her faculties would, would but she's got not a lot immediately of power go to the dark side. That is scary. Uh, books a million. Yeah, we finally busted out the books to look for spells to end the spell. Um, and I was like, can we get Amy in here? Like, what's going on? Um, streets ahead. No Amy. No Amy. I, no Amy. I know it sucks. Streets ahead. I said, yeah, the football field. We haven't seen that at the new school. So that's pretty cool. The pizza bar. Mm. You know, I mean, he's in the management program. So Lance is moving up in the world. And I said, Charles biggest KO. Yeah, I think his experience in band candy would have, you know, sourced some of the problems maybe a little bit sooner. It would have given them another, like, body, I don't know, to fight against this Letterman jacket. I mean, you could have at least had, you know, Xander go this way and then Spike went that way. And then, you know, you could have, the th- well, you could have actually had Anya in the episode, right? Because they were all supposed to meet up. Yeah, whatever. Doesn't well. He could have. Okay, he could have stopped the bank robbery. Let's just say it. He could have stopped the bank robbery <laughs> if he was here. Yeah, we did need someone on on we here, did. right? Because we we, we had a. <laughs> well, Buffy's gonna kill the principal. Let's start there. <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> Anyways, those are your watches. Bam. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, Giles letting the group down again. He could have prevented on his crime. Although, you know what? It's almost a victimless crime. It's a victimless right? crime. They got insurance. It's fine. it's fine. How much money's really in there? The tax base yeah. must be anemic. Come on, come on. Nimrod. I believe it's time to rank this sucker, shall we? Uh, Willow hacks, we talk about the net slash, something wicked this way comes. Seven, Willow uses the internet and attempts to do a spell. The Hecate, come on now. Oh, and does a locator spell. Ooh, I didn't, I was going to leave it at a seven. Dawn needs an adult. Yeah, Dawn needs an adult so hard in this one that she almost kills herself. That's pretty fucking desperate. One, monster of the week. While the love spell is certainly not original, not at, you know in the global sense, but also to our show, it sure was fun. I gave it an eight. Yeah. Power. No one woman should have all that power. Hey, that's the power of love. Come on. It makes you do the wacky. Even if uh, it was from a spell, it was still incredibly powerful. Buffy almost blew up Principal Wood. Plus, the power of Buffy's love for Dawn snapped her out of the spell long enough to save Dawn. Powerful stuff, love. It has the power to make you almost kill someone and save someone. Interesting. Relationship goodness or badness, Buffy is friends with Anya. She says it. It's canon. I want to keep my friends around. <laughs> it's canon. Confirm. They're friends. She kind of bullied uh, Spike... her into it, but canon still, still. <laughs> Spike and Xander are roommates. Again, we're all getting along. Even if Dawn is kind of tortured. That was just a spell. We're all having a great time. Everyone is fine. Ted. Relationship goodness or badness. And episode specific. Again, the rocket launcher scene. Twenty sec the best twenty seconds maybe of the entire (laughs) show. (laughs) It's just comedy fucking goal. Ten out of ten. I cannot I I will watch that over I found it on YouTube that somebody some angel isolated (laughs) just that scene, so you can just watch it. Uh total of forty three for the episode that puts it at number Four out of six for the season so far. Above help, which I was like, I don't think this episode's better than help, but below lessons. So that is what is up. I might already have regrets. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Stacia, where did you rank this episode? Um, One second. Okay. I can wait. <laughs> oh, I was going to mention this during the yelling, but I realized I just didn't understand the line of dialogue. Did you catch when Don was like, um, you have you have rough sex and kill people. Mm-hmm. I thought she was saying you have rough sex that kills mm-hmm. people, and I was like, who did she kill with sex? No, no. <laughs> but those were two separate thoughts, I guess. You have rough sex, which it, what, imply, makes you cool, and kill people, which, which makes also cool. makes you cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, not I was people, like, God damn, who you did should she say kill? demons, 
as we've we've established here, she doesn't kill people. That's right. People. She doesn't kill people. How dare you slander no. me, bitch? Boom. Yeah, for sure. And then for a second, I was like, she almost. I guess her and Riley almost died from fucking, but that wasn't like really her fault. <laughs> and Dawn would not know about that. Yeah, the monks because she's might, only two years old. Watching. Apparently, through the window, the they've always been. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's that meme of the through the window guy. Oh, gosh. But they're it's in like the a, another dimension. They're almost like in that dimension yeah. as they're sinking down. <laughs> you can see a couple of eyes like in the in the rough cut. Like that's the monks watching. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Station, where did you bring this episode? I put this at uh, forty-two out of one twenty-eight. Mm. Yeah, good, good. High middle. Yeah. Um, it's below Wild at Heart and Homecoming, above Life Serial and Inca Mummy Girl. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I know because you're going to ask Dark Age is 59. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And what did you put for the plot? Uh, a letterman jacket, love spells, the girl Scoobies, B tries to kill her boss. Sorry, Buffy tries to kill her boss, Dawn train tracks. Mm. <laughs> Dawn train tracks. That's about, yes, that's about right. accurate. Daniel, where did you rank this episode? Um, uh, yeah, as I said, the highs were high, the lows were low. But, I mean, who, why can't you not like this episode? I love Bother Bewitch Bewildered. Um, I thought when we were talking last time that it was going to be another all the way. And I'm so grateful mm-hmm. that it is not all the way. Um, this was great. A lot of references. But it is skirting the boundaries for me. I put it at a probably controversial number 45. 45 out of 137. A little bit lower, I think, just because it is getting close to maybe too much references and because I don't have that many numbers left. So mm-hmm. we're at a weird spot here. So the, uh, up above that is four, five, and 10 that we've talked about a lot. But above that is 26, 31, and 36. So is there six episodes that are better than this in the season? By God, there will be no matter what, but I certainly hope so. <laughs> uh, one way or the other, there will be. Um, although, where is it? I, I'm kind of curious. I never really think to do that. Um, yeah, him is at 45. Uh, right above it is the prom, weirdly, and lessons at 43. And below it is triangle, RIP triangle, 46. And afterlife, 47. Hmm. Seeing red, 48. Wow, this is better than seeing red. Who knew? I mean, I don't remember. Anything you don't remember seeing red at all. About. You were seeing so, red. I mean, it seems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you both put it like the same spot. I think top, so. top third. Top third. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was. It was fun. And, I mean, how often? How many more lighthearted episodes are we going to get? Yeah. Actually, probably a good mm-hmm. handle. Well, the next one sounds pretty Story fun. Teller. Conversations with yeah. dead people. It sounds pretty hilarious. Oh yeah, it's going to be a <laughs> laugh riot. So, why don't why don't you stick with us, dear listener, and. Uh, as the jokes just roll on in. But before we get to that, Stacia, do you have anything else to say about this episode? Him. No. <laughs> Daniel, do you have anything else to say about him? Where the fuck is Andrew, bro? We're talking about laughs. Where the fuck is Andrew? Oh, he he will be I here. Can't wait to just see him. Can't wait next to see him. episode. Conversations with dead people. Mm. Please join us next time for that. It should be real cool, groovy, fun. Laugh a minute. Until the station say goodbye. Goodbye. Daniel, say goodbye. Crazy Basement Guy is better than podcasting about Buffy Guy. Mm. Mm, Shots fired at all of us. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) Goodbye. That's us, everyone. Okay, first with the lap dance, now with the cat fight. Hey, you want to get drunk and barf next? I can prove my love with magic. You're great. What are you going to do? Use magic to make him into a girl? I just don't see why people bother. I mean, you put all this energy into chasing and having and brooding, and 
I just don't understand these relationships where you all do insane things. Bye, rat girl. Sorry, darling. You're never gonna get him. Daddy lied. Where's she going?